0: Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is John Penn. Welcome to How to They Get There, your one-stop podcast shop to discover how your favorite filmmakers got from A to B. Along the way, you'll hear secret tips to boost your clout, your market value, and of course, the size of your penis. For all you ladies out there, I am single, and I enjoy watching, talking about, and discussing film in all different types of settings. I also enjoy dogs and long walks on the beach. But hey, who doesn't love scintillating conversation either? Let's go on a journey together. A Film Journey. Great song for what do you want to get jacked. On the other hand, not the best song to uh, coerce a girl into having sex with you that you barely know. But look, I mean, uh, you know, we all make mistakes. And I think the best way to get over mistakes is to acknowledge them and to realize that, hey, we're human. But just for reference, for future reference, don't make that same mistake that I did. It doesn't end well for any party. And if you don't believe me, just think of one aspect of that entire situation. Drive home. That's an awkward drive home, my friend. But look, everything's relative. So if I was the type of guy that had a Prince Albert and the girl that I was seeing was into that, that might be a different story. That song might act as a turn-on instead of a turn-off. Let's get on with the show. I was lucky enough to be one of the 2,300 people in the world and might have to work at the 2016 Sundance Film Festival in Park City. And uh, at Sundance, not only did I learn a lot about the business, I also got to see a lot of movies. And um, a lot of these movies are films that are in considerations for Oscars and the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards. So it's an important important part of the business. The cool thing about Sundance is it's one of a handful of festivals in the world that are really prestigious. Now, the reason why we care so much about prestige is the most prestigious film festivals endorse the most prestigious films. Now, these films are films that have taken years to make. Filmmakers and artists like Marty Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino and Steven Spielberg have crews of 200 to 500 people working on a given film. When you go indie and you're getting your funding, uh, financing for a film through, for example, the Sundance Institute, or a venture capitalist that has faith in your idea, crews naturally get smaller. And as crews get smaller, two things happen. The first thing that happens is directors try to become jack of all trades. Not only do they try to become the best director, they try to become the best DP, the best director of photography, the best assistant director, the best lighting coordinator, the best gaffer, the best everything. There simply isn't enough capital at play to hire a guy like Chivo, who's the number one cinematographer in the world. For those of you who don't know, Chivo was the mastermind behind Gravity. He filmed that entire movie. And I believe his quote right now is between three and $5 million. Now independent films usually have budgets that range from one to seven or $8 million. So most of these smaller film studios are less likely to shell out that much money just for a a director of photography whose role in my opinion is the most important and the most crucial uh, with regard to releasing a film so usually the directors that try to be the best everything unfortunately they fail the production process on a movie set is it's like the movie saw a puppet named billy comes out and tells the director the producer the editor the cinematographer all the roles hello you don't know me but i know you i want to play a game here's what happens if you lose The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaw. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open. Think of it like a reverse bear trap. There's only one key to open the device. It's in the stomach of your dead cellmate. Look around. Know that I'm not lying. Better hurry up. Live or die. Make your choice. That's the studio head. And that, ladies and gentlemen is the film business. You have $7 million to shoot 400 hours of film that you have to condense into ninety two, to 120 minutes within three or four months. But hey, I mean, that's part C or D of the process as a whole of filmmaking. So what's the first step? What's, what's point A? You know, point is when you sit down with Warner Brothers or Universal and you pitch and you're able to successfully sell A script. Now anytime you're able to sell a script to a studio, the assumption is that it will get made unless an unforeseen variable comes into play. Unless there's been a change in management at a studio, because the turnover at at film studios is really high. Lots of people get fired every year because a movie doesn't do well. The movie business is very political. Here's another reason why movies don't get made. Are you ready? Shit happens. Sometimes you're able to sell a script because an actor was attached to play a part. If I'm the head of Universal and I've just signed Mark Wahlberg to a three-year contract to make any films that I tell him to make. If Mark wants to lose 25 pounds to play the part of a gay hustler in a movie and that script was written by someone who he met at a party and really bonded with, am I going to tell him no? You can't make this movie with this kid? I'm going to buy the script. So now the script has just been optioned. All that means is that you, the writer, have sold the script. It does not mean that I'm going to make it. It could just get shelved for three years. But now I've just given you 70 grand to get off my back and stop pestering me about the script. I'm universal. 70 grand is nothing. And Mark's a busy guy. I mean, he acts, he runs a production company, he has a reality show, and honestly, he's probably going to direct someday. And while he's starring in the films that I've contractually bound him to, to do so in, you think Mark is going to bring up a fucking passion project? <laughs>